Oh, all right. We are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. This is Friday, May the 5th, 2023. What a day the Lord has made. Uh, Miss Elizabeth Higdon got that answer correct on the first trivia question of this morning. What kind of stone was, according to law, not supposed to be used in making an altar? A cut stone or a hewn stone. Exodus twenty twenty five. All righty. Well, we got some fun stuff we're going to do for a minute. Um, it's not answering a Bible question or anything. Congratulations, Miss Elizabeth, on getting that answer correct. And here we go. Uh, well, I'm trying to fix my phone here, and it's not working. All right. So we're ready for you all to start downloading the app. And so we're going to be releasing some information on how to do that throughout the day. We're going to tell for those who are interested in going ahead and get it, getting it right now. Um, we will lay this out for you because it is it's like one we'll say one extra step over a normal app. Okay. Yeah. Um, once you do this one step the first time, you never have to do it again. So it's not like you have to do this every single time you log on to the Box Two Radio app now. But you need to download. Tithely Church app, and Tithely is spelled T-I-T-H-E period L-Y, and you download the Tithely Church app, and, um, <laughs> excuse me, and when you download the Tithely Church app, it should be like a dark blue color. Yeah, it's a blue. The logo. The dark blue. When you look it up on the app store. And you, you will click on that, and then in the Tithely Church app, it will... It'll ask you some questions like every app does. Do you want to lose, use location whatsoever? Um, you can do whatever you want there. If you use the location while using the app, then it will come up as, uh, well, we're here, so it's better. You probably don't push no to using location at first, I think. Is that right? Well, I think if you push while using app on the location, uh, it will help on the maps because so there's a an events portion of the app and i think when you push that it lets you see okay um, like so, the location of each event and it's really cool it shows you exactly how to get to each um event so. all right so use the location but whenever you do that there's going to be a church uh search button all right so what it's going to say just type into the box two network on that church search and then it's going to pop up our app, and you just press it. And, and you'll see the Box 2 logo that the other app has. Yeah, so yeah. It'll, and it'll be easy to find. Yeah. It'll pop right up. So basically, you're just going to go to the Tithely Church app. You're going to type in, in the search Box 2 app, and there it is. And you'll download it. You'll never have to do that again, and we'll be good. And then it should pop up a question. It should say, do you want to um, switch your logo or do you want to change your picture or something like that and just click yes <laughs> if it yeah. pops up like do you want to change it from the blue logo to the box too you just click yes on that. now the good news is you'll never have to do this again <laughs> um, it's just a one-time thing and it's easy but i think once we you get to the app uh you'll realize the it's, it's it's really easy because the really the only thing that you have to do is download the Tively Church app and then type in box two. After you do those two things, everything else pretty much pops up on your screen and all you have to do is click yes or no. Yes. So it's pretty easy. You don't have to like search out how to do all these things. You just have to download it and then type in box two and it yes. kind of does the rest for you. Now we will try to do some kind of video or something like that today and um, we'll we'll release it on our Facebook page and for those I think we can share it. Can't we share how to 
download it? Maybe. Maybe. We're going to. I shared a link and it will take you to the church app. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have a link that takes you to the Tidely Church app. But like I said, once you download the Tidely Church app and you type in box two, then you download it that way. You never have to do this you know, again. Yeah, it just it's just stays a one, the box two app. It's basically that. one extra step. Usually, mm-hmm. you just search box two. Boom, there it is. You download it. Well, now you got to do a Tidely Church app, then box two, then you download. We're good. Um, but the re, the benefits of the new app is quite extensive compared to the old app. Oh yeah, every person <laughs> so far that I've showed the app has been like, "Wow, that that's so much better." Yeah. So. And there's still room to grow in it. Like, this isn't yeah. all we can do. We and can, we have more things, yep, yeah, we can add. Yep. Yeah. and hopefully, you know, like for those who get the remnant report in the mail, you can continue to get them in the mail if you want, or we're going to have them available on the app so you can read the remnant report right there. That's going to be coming um, sooner than later. And then we've got the podcast. So if you go to podcast, you can listen to the morning um, podcast right there. Um, we have some of the the Bethel live services that's on there. Hope for today for those who are, maybe you have some friends who are Hispanic speaking. You got a hope for today right there. And so a lot of opportunities on this app. Then of course, one of our favorite is the prayer wall. You can go and post prayers for, um, well, actually you can, you can do it anonymously. You can anonymously, you can do it by your name. You can do it, whatever feels comfortable there. But uh, we have, you know, we, Got a couple of prayers already in the wall, and you can interact with them, which is really cool, I think. You can say you're praying for it. You can comment. You can even say a prayer right there on the prayer wall for that prayer request if you want to. Yeah, um, and it has the date out beside it, too. So, like, as the Lord starts answering some of these prayers, it'll be cool to look back and see the date um, that was posted. Yes. And then there's going to be a giving thing, too. So, for those um, generous listeners and family who are king. Uh, monthly supporters of the radio station, which we want to thank you so much for being. Um, you know, you can just hop on the app and pay that way. And so there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of great things that's taking place on the app, and we're excited for that. We will continue to talk about for a little while how to download that. We won't go in-depth all the time like we just did, but it's um, it's not that hard. And like I said, we'll try to release it, um, some kind of video information throughout this on Facebook throughout the day. And um, maybe we'll keep sharing that. And also, if you just say, I don't know anything you're talking about, can you come download it? Well, just come by the studio and we'll download it for you. All right. Um, we have no problem doing that either. And oh, But you will have to, if you come to the studio and you want us to download your app, whether it's on Android or Apple, it's available on either one of them. Um, we'll just need you to make sure that you're here to put your own password in because um, we'll have to, you have to have that. And so, Okay, well, um, that's it. Also, oh, also, there's a Bible on it. That's pretty cool. Um, it's the ESV version. Now, for those who say I hate the ESV version, I that was the only version that gave us the opportunity to really, as far as I can tell, really download. So, uh, <clears throat> but well, I just tested it out. Uh, Megan Sosh texted me and asked. She missed the instruction. She had to step away from the radio for a second. She got back at the tail end of it when we were talking about it. So she asked me how to um, get the app. And so I just shared it. Um, I shared uh, with the share button, like share this church app. And she said she got it. So I think it took her straight to the app store. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Uh, Joey Sosh says, when potatoes have babies, what are they called? Mm -hmm. They are called tater tots. Mm. Uh, Okay, it's softball season, so I just have to segue to this. My softball team, when I was, like, on the Little League, I guess it's, like, 
what what would it be like ten and under? It's a slow or nine pitch. And under maybe six to nine slow pitch. Yeah, our name was Tater Tots. <laughs> we were the Tater Tots. The Tater Tots. It was so cute. Come on, Taters, let's go! <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. Um, also, Josh Milburn says. I have not got to say it yet because it's um, I don't talk a lot before Brother Bjork comes on, but uh, he says today is Doris Butler's birthday. Remember that she is what a woman of God. We Happy love Miss Doris, Doris quite a bit. She's probably the sweetest lady on this earth, maybe very possible. She is very sweet. I agree, wow. um, and I just love how she interacts with the younger kids too. Like I, she's sweet to everybody, but on Wednesday nights, I will see her just going and hugging like all the youth kids mm-hmm. over at the multi-purpose building mm-hmm. before church starts she'll just go and just hug every one of them and you can just tell they all love her so much and it's just she goes out of her way so yes. much to be intentional with people yes and we do not it does not go unnoticed miss doris yeah she is um her and mr finley are just cream of the crop as they say cream of the crop and so if you if you need me to share you the download i mean the download link to the app like Hannah just did with Miss Megan, you can text me or Miss Hannah. They will take care of that. And um, so you just download the church app, the Tithely Church app, and then you'll, you'll search box two. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it. It'll just pop up everything you need to know, pretty much. And I think that for all of our avid app listeners, or this is going to be a huge upgrade. I mean, this is the other one you just pop on there. The most, the most, the other one could do outside of taking you to the actual like live stream, live stream is it could take you to our Facebook page. That's it. Mm-hmm. That was as much as it could possibly do. And this one for the live option, like I know a lot of the listeners who have had the other box two app for a long time, they're like, oh no, is it going to be hard to get to the live? Because I know a lot of people only use the app sure. to listen live. Well, but no, that's all you could. <laughs> that, yeah, that's all you could do really, <laughs> unless it took you to the <laughs> website. But um. It's so, like, at the top, it's so big you can't miss it. It's a huge icon that says listen live. So it's, it, it's going to be super easy yes. um, to be able to see. It has box two logo and then says listen live at the very top. Yep. And, and you just click it. <laughs> and you just click it, and it will take you right to the live player. And you don't have to stay on the live player. You can, you can you, you can know. get off on do other things on your phone, sure. and it'll keep playing. It'll keep playing. So... It's good stuff. Um, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited for you guys to get in your hands, and let's start sharing prayer requests, and let's start. Um, There's also an events page that I really I really like it, and it's going to be helpful for us, actually, Aaron. When we're on the air, we can just click on the events page. And we can and see what we're supposed to be announcing. Yeah, see all the announcements and the times if we forget. So we don't, yeah. we don't even have to take notes anymore. We can just get on the app. Because we got Keepers of the Flame Healing Conference coming up. Yeah. It's on there May the 11th and, I mean, the 12th and the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> so that event's on there. Then we got Coffee with Jesus May the 20th. That's on there at Victory Heights Drive, Litchfield, Kentucky, on the Church on the Hill. Um, and then we got Man Up at Cross Point. And I love it because if you ever say, I want to go to one of these events, but I don't know how to get there, on the app now, if you go there, and there's an actual button, and we have the addresses, and you just say get direction, and lo and behold, your phone will start to pull up directions and your GPS right there. And so we're just we're we're excited. If you can't tell, we're excited <laughs> just because it's I think the opportunity that the it's it's just going to be a it's so much better. Let's yeah. just say it like this. It's just very convenient. Like I mean, even the little things like the call us button. 
you just click that and it immediately calls us. Like you don't yes. have to type in our number. So I mean, if anyone's ever on the app and needs to interact with answering a trivia question, submitting a prayer request, or just talking to us, I mean, you can just call us right there. So Joey can finally be faster than Megan, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Because but then just... again, she has the app. She just sent me a picture and said yep. she's on it. So yeah, I don't know. So Miss Megan, do you like it? Is it? I'm I'm curious from listeners. Once you get on there. And, and explore it a little bit. Yeah, there's like some things to I'm just curious if if we're if we're liking the new app or we're saying I like the old one better. Um, and so just curious what the what what's going to be said on it. So good stuff. Not we're, that it's hard either to just to go to your Bible app if you have a different Bible app, but I do think it's cool that this has the Bible on it. So. I mean, really, you can use this while you're listening to Box 2 a lot. Like, if you're needing to search the Bible for a trivia question or you just want to interact and send in a scripture, the Bible's right there. You just click right. it, find the verse, and you can copy and paste it and send it to Aaron, text it to Aaron, or um, just save it and call in and, and tell the Bible verse. I mean, there's really everything on this page um, you can use for interacting with Box 2. Well, <laughs> good stuff. I'm 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 happy we're finally getting this out. We've been working on it for wanting to get this done for a long time and finally getting it done. And we're trying to get some other things um accomplished and done because honestly at the end of the day we want to be the best radio station that we possibly can be for the glory of God so that people may know Jesus more and more every single day. And um we're tackling things one by one that has been on our list for a while. Yeah. And um, if you I'm, all, oh sorry, no, go ahead. If you all have any events, either like, let us know. You know, you can call us at two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine or text Aaron um, if you want us to get the word out about any church events going on. Yes, and we're adding more local box two preachers to the um, foe too. Very excited about that. Uh, let's see here. We got Roy Dockery with Deeper Truth going to start joining us on Thursday nights at, I believe, 7 o'clock. And then we've got uh, Memorial Chapel. Um, that's Pastor Mike Biggs, formerly known as Custer Church of God, I do believe. They're going to start joining us at 1230 on Sunday morning. So we got a couple of great um, other opportunities to listen to some local Box 2 radio preachers. And we always incorporate them inside there. And so... <laughs> And uh, so excited for that. We we got them growing. If you all are out there, if I if I have any pastors out there that's listening right now and say hey, our church may be interested in in partnering with you guys and coming on the air and um, just call us up, let us know, and we will get the <clears throat> we will get the um, information to you of what the sponsorships are and all that good stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, we are wanting to make a platform for you guys to have the word that God's given you get out into the community because. Honestly, we're blessed here. We're not Bethel's radio station. You know, we are the communities of the, the body of Christ. That's what we want. We want to serve the whole body. We don't want to serve just one body. We don't want to serve just two bodies. We want to serve the whole body. And he's given us this resource and this platform to do so. And we don't take that lightly. We're humbled by it. And we love you guys very much. All right. Well, we're going to get in there. Miss Megan says, love the new app much, much better. Uh, praise the Lord. I'm hoping that's how everybody's feels whenever they download it and of course at first it may be well this is a lot more but once you get in there i think it's incredibly user-friendly to still i would say that's a fair statement right hannah it's, mm -hmm. it's really once you download yes. it get it in there it's really user-friendly so okay well we have I've, I've really enjoyed the conversations we had this week um a lot of things on compassion um empathy we've talked to, talked a little bit about mm -hmm. 
Uh, we've talked about covetousness. We've been practicing that word around here, covetousness. That's still a difficult word. Um, and then we have talked about, you know, being the body of Christ. Everybody's called to do Everybody's called to do something. Everybody has special gifts. Everybody has things that you are equipped with. And and so good stuff. Let's see. Uh, one listener said, well, Josh Milburn said, crazy question. Will the oats, will the oat app be obsolete after a while or still available? Um, we are keeping the oat app for a period of time so that until we can get everybody transitioned. I don't want anybody to leave without an app. So um, we will not keep it forever because we have to, pay monthly for either app for upkeep and mm-hmm. serving service and so um we will the old app will eventually be phased away but we will do this over a portion of time so either it'll be the end of may or the end of june we'll see how this goes on the transition over um i think we can get it probably i think we'll be all right by the end of may um but it's it's eventually we will mm-hmm. like eventually we will because we won't be able to continue to pay for both apps but once you get on the new app, I don't think you'll miss the old. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. So, again, that's Tidely Church app. Download that search box, too. Push that, and it'll ask you to change the icon. Say yes, and you're done. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're done. Um, so, very excited for the the opportunities that new app is going to present us to grow closer as a family. And let me say I uh, appreciate Josh Milburn, who comes on every Tuesday morning with us. And is a part of the co-hosting then. And then uh, Brother Greg's been doing a terrific job on, yes, on Thursday, too. And so really enjoy Brother Greg being on with us Thursday, and I appreciate him taking time out of his Thursday morning to do so. Um, this time we didn't get caught in a three-hour Bible study after. Uh, <laughs> and so, amen. Uh, Mr. Joey says you can do a redirect from the Ode app. We could probably do a redirect from the Ode app to the Churchly, Tidely Church app to give them an opportunity to, to search. But the only problem, Joey, is I don't have access to the Ode app. Somebody actually does that for us. And so I'd have to see if they could do that for us. But we're working on it. We'll have it up on our social media. Um, if you come to Bethel and you say, hey, I can't get the new app, like on Sunday mornings when you're there already with church with us, then we'll, we can throw it on there now. Then for you, if you need to come in the station, please do that. If you're out and about and you know somebody else that has that, just say, hey, how do I get that? But let's share it. Let's get everybody with the app that possibly can because I think it's a tool that can serve the community. I'd love for it to be an app that's in everybody's phone that we can have like a community prayer wall. That's just prayer walls everywhere. And we can be praying for each other. We can be interacting. And the podcast... Um, one of the things I've heard from so many people over the last little bit is can can we do the podcast? And of course, we got podcasts on Spotify now. We have podcasts on Podbean. We have podcasts on iHeart. Is that right? Uh huh. iHeart Radio, Spotify, Amazon Music. Um, Coming and- soon on Apple. Yes. It's still on our website. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of everything else. But everybody kept saying on the website. I understand, like if you were, if you listen to podcasts on the website, you have to like stay on the website. Mm-hmm. Kind of deal. And it's hard to find it if you mess up. The app is much different. So it's just yeah. right there. And I know a lot of people will appreciate that because we've had a lot of people ask for that. So, yeah. And the Bethel sermons. We have a lot of people asking for the live sermons here that are, you know, are played on the radio, but not everyone's able to listen to the radio when um, 
when our Sunday services or our Wednesday services are being um, They're just trying to make me feel better. Because <laughs> everybody always picks on me for a non-eloquent speech. All right. No, but there, there's been quite a few people asking about to hear the sermons played back. So um, we do also have those on our Bethel website, but it'll be much easier to just get this app and listen All right. to them on there. Hallelujah. We've talked a lot about this, haven't we? <laughs> All right. So we're not just trying to do a shameless plug for 30 minutes, but... We had to get that information out because we're excited for that app. And and um, we'll, again, release some more information on the Facebook. And um, we'll try to do like a video or something you can watch for those who need to on Facebook later on. Okay, well, we have, again, been talking about a lot of different things. I've really had it stirred in my heart. It's still continuing to stir in my heart over the coming together as the body and celebrating each other's gifts and not trying to be each other. That's been really hard on my heart, too. And then I love the conversation yesterday with Brother Greg that we had about the truth in the Bible, the Scripture, the Word. The Word is Jesus. The Word is truth. If you know Him, if you follow Him, if you keep His commandments, you know, all these things we were talking about yesterday I thought was was great. And so I kind of, it's a stirring thing. It's mm-hmm. a stirring thing. And I think God's stirring His bride at this moment to grow deeper into Him. And that growing deeper is not just more giftings Mm -hmm. or more powerful service it's more maturity like we talked about it's consistency it's walking day in day out with him um you know staying under control or you know um, that's one of those fruits of the spirits is self-control and just because there's a uh stirring in your gut for temptation or there's a frustrating thing like we all get frustrated and there's trying times um i've had text this morning about situations in people's lives that's broken my heart already and um and i'm praying for those who's already contacted this morning about prayer or other things i mean um life's tough sometimes and faith faith is never shown i'm okay faith is not shown most in the good times faith shines brightest in the bad times yeah and um and if you're a preacher out there that's telling Christians, so if you're a pastor, let's say that if you're a pastor and you're telling the people that you're leading, they'll never have bad times and they'll never encounter anything hard. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm saying this in all love and humility. You're failing your people because your role as a pastor, my role as a pastor, our role as pastoral people is to prepare people to go through these so that when they come out, they're stronger. They walk faithfully through them, um, because uh, I mean I've heard it. I've heard I've heard it out of pastor's mouth. When you get born again, you're not going to have bad times. You're not mm-hmm. going to struggle. The scripture says something completely different, yeah. and the scripture actually teaches us how to suffer well. Mm-hmm. And um, Paul will use terminology and vocabulary such as these temporal sufferings pale in comparison to the eternal glory that is awaiting on us on the other side. And so I think as pastors, as leaders, and even what we're doing here every every morning is we take this responsibility to say, hey, life may get really rough at times. There may be curveballs thrown out of nowhere. There's left hooks that hit you that hurt. Yeah. But God is faithful. Amen. And, and real maturity, real faith is demonstrated in those moments as much as any other moments. And because yeah. it doesn't take faith when everything's great. Mm-hmm. It takes faith when you can't understand what's going on. Yeah, or when things just get harder, you feel pushback from the enemy. Um, I think the temptation is when things start getting rough to stop, like stop serving the Lord. Stop, stop 
um, moving forward. Stop doing what he called you to do. Stop trying and giving your best to him. Mm -hmm. Because it's like we get down in a slump sometimes. Sure. But we can't let that because, honestly, I heard something yesterday, and it was so good, so good. The enemy can't actually stop us. If we're a child of God, the enemy cannot stop us. He can't. The only thing that he can do is distract us so that we choose to stop. Mm-hmm. Like we're always the ones that choose to stop serving the Lord or stop moving forward. He can't. He literally has no power over us to to stop us, and he knows that he has no power over us, so he wants to distract us. And these problems that come up are distractions sometimes for us. Even sure. though, even though you can't blame everything on the enemy, I don't believe that every sickness is from the enemy. Every bad thing that happens is from the enemy. But I think he he works super. He that's his prime time to start working when those things happen. Yeah. He creeps in and wants to tempt distraction, tempt getting down in the dumps. And then when we get down in the dumps and get distracted, we're not going full force for the Lord like we were before. So I think that was just really encouraging to me because I was like, wow. Like, And then another thing that I heard in the same video was the Lord never wastes anything. Mm-hmm. So like, that takes the pressure off of us. And that kind of goes along with your message the other day on Wednesday night um, of being like afraid to say this or afraid to say that when we're going and evangelizing or literally just sharing a gospel with anybody. And it really takes the pressure off of us because like the Lord wastes nothing. He uses every single thing for his glory. And if we're in his will and we're telling people about him and we're doing his work, we don't have to worry because he's going to use every, every learning mistake he's going to learn he's going to use every victory he's going to use everything for his glory and it's going to teach us and he's going to keep pushing us towards him and i just i just love that because it it really it takes the the pressure off of making it all about us to know that the lord uses everything for his glory Mm -hmm. um and so i don't know i that just reminded me of all of those things coming together and um yeah we just want to encourage you that if you're going through a a hard season right now if you're dealing with some some pain or some chaos or um sickness or whatever it may be don't let this distract you from the lord don't let it don't let it come between you and the lord because this when we're weak he he's the strongest it's it's prime time for it could be prime time for the enemy to work but it's also prime time for the lord to work and it's our choice whether to let the enemy work or whether to let the Lord work and shine. It's up to us to choose who to let shine in our lives. Yeah. And to me, I want it to be the Lord. Mm. I don't I don't want the enemy to be shining and winning and, and beating me down when I'm yeah. going through these things. I want the Lord to be shining brighter than he's ever shown before. And I know it's easier said than done. I mean, it's definitely easier said than done, but we're always here for you. If you need prayer, if you need encouragement please call the station and ask for for hannah and i would love to talk with you and encourage you because that's that's what the body is here for is to encourage one another when we're down and to lift each other up yeah well amen all right well let's see here miss gail i'll read this and i'll do our second trivia and go to break miss gail says the bad times are teaching us to depend on jesus and showing that we can trust him to be with us he loves comforts and direct us through Amen. amen Friday question number two, sponsored by Farm Bureau's Insurance. Who had a vision of the souls of martyrs underneath the altar? Again, who had the vision of the souls underneath the 
of marchers underneath the altar. 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we're back here at Box 2 Radio. We are, I think we're about to get into the John study, but um, again, we just want to, we're excited if anyone wasn't listening earlier when we talked about um, our new app, we are super excited to be sharing that with you all. Um, and again, you can call the, the station at 270-257-2689 or 270-257-0726 anytime throughout the day um and we would be happy to explain you know how to download it but it's it's pretty simple you just search in your app store whether you have android or iphone um however you download your apps and you type in tithe.ly um and the church app and so it'll be like a dark blue color and um you just download that and you will type in, in the search uh, bar, you'll type in box two and it'll pop right up. You'll click that and it'll ask you some questions. You'll click yes to most of them because it'll be like changing your icon to, to match the same uh, picture that your the old app has. Um, and then after that, it pretty much just does everything for you. Um, you just click yes or no and it takes you to the to the main screen and we've already had some people try it out and they said that they love it um that they've not had any problems with it but we understand that you know technology isn't always perfect some sometimes you know different people with different phones things happen so if anything happens if you have any trouble um just go ahead and give us a call um or you can text aaron um but you can call us at 270-257-2689 or 270-257-0726. So yeah, we're super excited to share this with you all. Um, We're super, super thankful for all of the features that it has, like the prayer wall. Um, It it will be very interactive for listeners, and we want to be here. We believe in the power of prayer. Um, Yesterday was the international international the national day of prayer um and we just we had a great time um it was it was powerful having that many people praying at the same time and so we don't we honor that day and we we love it we look forward to it but we don't want it to stop there we don't want we don't want prayer to stop just one day or kind of be like a religious thing that we look forward to we want prayer to be going on 24 7 um and so we're just really thankful for uh the prayer wall that's on our app and we want to be able to interact with you all so don't be afraid to submit your prayer requests once you've downloaded the app um and you i i have um looked and checked how you do it and aaron um had submitted one and his name is on there but there's a way for when you add it for you it says name optional and you can make it where it's anonymous so if you have a prayer request that you you don't really want us to know who you are who's submitting it because it's so personal or whatever it may be um you can you can submit it as anonymous so we're we're excited. We want to hear y'all's prayers. We want to pray with you. We want you all to be able to pray for each other. Um, and again, if you have any questions, you can call us and we will be happy to, to walk you through how to get get this app. Amen. Did we have a trivia? I had to step out of the studio just for a second. Do we have a trivia answer yet? Um, I, We do have an answer. Okay. Okay. 
Hallelujah. Miss Gail Arrington got it correct. So congratulations, Miss Gail. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Uh, Friday question number two, who had a vision of souls martyred underneath the altar? It was John Revelation 6, 9. Amen. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't mean to do that in the mic. But, <laughs> yeah, it, I just really enjoyed the conversations. I know I've said that before, but I have enjoyed them. I've been edified personally from them, and um, I'm just excited for that. And I was enjoying where we was. Well, it's not an enjoyable speech, but I think it's a necessary speech to where we was at before talking about through difficult times, through trying times. What do we do? How do we stay the course? And I think sometimes walking in the spirit, walking in maturity is how to stay consistent even in the midst of difficult footings, difficult trials, the the, the storms of life. And, and everybody's like, well, you seem very pessimistic. No, as but we have to learn how to walk through these things mm-hmm. because as much as we don't want to admit it, Stuff, stuff's going to happen. I mean, life's tough sometimes. Life throws curveballs. You, everybody, if you're breathing, you're going to experience hardship at one time. Yeah. I mean, believer or not, you're going to experience hardship at one time. Well, but, and that's a result of our fallen world. Because well, sure. None of it, no matter, you know, how close, if we're Jesus's second cousin, is that what you say? <laughs> no matter if we're Jesus's no, we're third, cousin. third cousin, you know, whatever it may be. You're, we were still born into broken families mm-hmm. because of the result of sin in the world. And broken families make up a break, a, a broken world. <laughs> I was like, I hear myself. Um, and and that's why we're, none of like we we all have something in our lives. We we're all going to have, and that's why we have to be realistic. I think there's a temptation for believers because we do i mean god is supernatural he's powerful he works miracles i mean we believe in those things like we've seen it we know that he's real that he works miracles that that he shows up in mighty ways but there's this temptation to kind of have like a fantasy idea of god or or kind of live not live in reality sometimes but i think that we like jesus shows us here how to live in reality mm-hmm. like he was very realistic he was very uh, practical yes um and i think we have to look to him on, yes and how we live <clears throat> well i mean even it's it's that but even if we're breathing like we're going and we have family we lose people yes. like people pass away that's hard that's tough exactly. um you know people get sick people get ill i mean we right now how many people do we know that's walking through cancer or walking through situations that are hard and trying um and i want us to be cautious to stop you know, I've, I've, I think we've heard it said, and we've, you know, well, if you have, if you're sick, that's because you did something, or and not necessarily like fallen worlds in this too, like exactly. the cursed worlds in, the cursed, fallen world has a play in that too. Um, you know, some things are a result of our sin. Some things are a result of us invited into. For example, if you know, if we continue in things that are unhealthy for our body for years and years and years, and then there's a consequence of that. Mm-hmm. There's a consequence. And so say a prayer for Aaron, please. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Um <laughs> and, so, and so but it's true. If I continue <laughs> eating my diet like this, it may not go well for me. All right. But I can't blame God for that. Like yeah. I can't say, Well, God's not supernatural and I have no faith. It's, God gave me these taste buds. <laughs> I don't think he did. I don't think he created us. That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think he created us with 
pickiness. I think it probably just resulted from. So you think that's Satan doing this to me so I can rebuke it? No, I don't think it's Satan. I think it's just probably genetic, but I think those You got me really excited. I was going to go spiritual warfare over I mean, I do think he could tempt you with it, but I think it's a result of just the generational stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Satan. I'm gonna go. You can rebuke him, so yeah, I can yell at him. Help. Maybe I'll start eating salads. <laughs> well, but that really is true, and I have been thinking about that. Is like we we are okay with certain things. Like we start to kind of get okay with. Eh, well, it's just food. It's just unhealthy food. But sometimes we don't realize. Like I mean, we have to. You know, God cares. He, like our body is a temple, so He mm-hmm. does want us to take care of it. And, sure. I mean, we're we're. It's not going to all happen in one day. You're probably not going to be able to change your diet all in one day, but maybe you could slowly start incorporating I am. some things. Once I start doing <laughs> spiritual warfare, since I know it's now Satan not letting me eat green food. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just joking. But you know, I think there is a. Well, I mean, the Lord gave us this perfect diet in the Bible. Like, if you eat according to the biblical diet, you would be the healthiest you possibly can. Yeah. Um. Somebody told me the other day. That actually, my wife said, how do you know the Lord even wants you to drink soda? I said, it's here, and it's good, so I'm going with it. You know, um, I don't see anywhere in the book of Deuteronomy that it is not it is not in there. And so I think oh if if, so, if soda pop is that good and Mountain Dew is that well, even if, it in, even if they say it eats your inside, well, eat away because it tastes really good coming down. You know what I'm weird about? I like warm Mountain Dew. I have no idea why. Like, I like cold Mountain Dew. But, like, a two-liter Mountain Dew that just sits out on, a, on like, a like a cabinet or counter or whatever, or even my desk at times. Um, and I just go in the morning and you pour that Mountain Dew. It's like lukewarm. Oh I love Mountain Dew at that. See, I think, the lukewarm is a little red flag for me. I don't know. Well, I, I, mean, I don't know if that's biblical. I'm just kidding. No, but have you seen those um, those memes? Or I don't even know if it's a meme. I think it was a, like a, a reel on Facebook or something. But it was these uh, this group of people praying over their food like asking the lord to bless their food but it was taco bell and they had their burritos laying out there and then they were like are we really asking the lord to nourish this to our bodies right now hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> you tell me the lord don't like taco bell no i'm not saying he doesn't like taco bell but i'm saying like it's obviously probably not the healthiest thing my kids love taco i bell. love no me and ethan eat taco bell like all the time but we were just laughing because we do we pray at taco bell we ask him to bless the food but it's like super unhealthy food that we're asking him to bless i'm pretty sure there's no more blessed food than <laughs> steak uh, <laughs> All right, we had one listener of the day, um, Pastor Jacob McClure, couple about a, about a week and a half ago. And, and let me just say this, talking about Jacob and all that, it just sparked this. Uh, I believe the National Day at Prayer yesterday in Hardsburg went excellent. I just want to say um, thank you to especially Pleasant View Baptist Church over there. They did a fantastic job kind of facilitating and the, the their choir and all them, they did fantastic. So mm. Thank you all so much. And then there's so many great prayers from pastors. Um, Steve Meredith, Josh Calloway, and Judge Lucas was there yesterday. And all three, this is what I really appreciate. This is why I'm going to bring them up specifically is, you know, all three of them work in the political realm and not one political statement was made for any of them. Mm. I I just thought it was a phenomenal thing. It was just, it was real authentic prayer. And this is one of the cool things. And I even had a chat with somebody at Burger Burger King about this yesterday afterwards. Is that like none of their? This is what a lot of times when you have politicians who pray in an event like that, it's a it's a it's a pre written prayer. Mm-hmm. None of them was pre written. Everything That's was awesome. from the heart. Everything was authentic. 
I loved it. Like, I just, yeah. I want to say, I don't know if any of those three are listening, but if any of those three are listening, thank you all, because I thought it was awesome. Like, I thought it was incredible that three politicians, not one political statement was made. All the prayers were from the heart, and I just really, yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, and so That's awesome. I really, uh, me and Miss Elizabeth, we went to the Grayson County um, National Day of Prayer, and we really were blessed by... Um, the band and the choir. The choir was really the songs that they sang were very encouraging and spirit filled. You know, they weren't just cutesy. You know, they were like songs with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it really touched me. And I, I, I know that it touched a lot of other people. And the Lord was there, um, working Amen. in the midst. And I'm just, I'm thankful that um, Teresa Jarbo, Miss Jarbo, I love her so much. She was such a key influence in my life growing up as my choir teacher but she is really she's discipling and she's she's instilling um christian values and christian music like she's fighting for christian music because i mean they're connected with the school i mean you don't hear of many schools having a praise choir Mm -hmm. Um, and so i'm so thankful that she has fought for that and she has um worked so hard to to make sure that they that kids have an opportunity to praise and worship in yeah. the school system and i'm i'm just so thankful for that so yes. i wanted to amen that out there and um and jacob prayed over the media part of it did a great job with his prayer and then um pastor darren gillespie um who's a friend of the radio station pastor darren he prayed for the churches and it was just um man it was such a powerful prayer so pastor darren That's if you're awesome. listening I'm still coming in agreement with your prayer for revival, my sir, my friend. All right. Well, sir, I like that. My sir. (laughs) (laughs) And so, well, a week and a half ago, Pastor Jacob McClure preached here on a Wednesday night and did a fantastic job. He taught on defending your faith, being equipped to defend your faith. He even talked, he talked a little bit about the Roman roads and the Roman road. And so I always have people come up and ask me about the Roman road. When pastors say the Roman road, some people know what it is. Some people don't. The Roman roads. The Roman road is seven scriptures that are used in the book of Romans for the gospel. For leading people to Christ. Yes. So the first scripture is Romans 3.10 from the King. These are all, I'll read from the King James on all these. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. The ver- next scripture that needs to go because they both fit is, for all have sinned, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So those are the two first verses they're starting out with because we have to establish first there's none righteous. No, not one. Mm-hmm. And we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what are we starting out and establishing the very first thing in the Roman road in Romans is that, hey, we, we have fallen short. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. We have all sinned. And because we've all sinned, Jesus taught us this yesterday, um, you know, death is, death is upon us mm-hmm. because of sin. We yeah. have broken communion. We have broken relationship with the Father. And we need to be reconciled back. Yeah. Um, and honestly, sometimes that's people think, well, we know we're sinners. And again, I don't think we just go and beat up people verbally <laughs> and with the Bible. But or I do physically. think we think we have to establish like and a lot of people don't think a lot of people are thoroughly convinced they're OK. Mm. And I think we're seeing more of that. And I think that's part of the end times. I think that's part of the deception. I think yeah. that's part of the leading astray that, well, I have no need of it. Like, I'm okay. I'm I'm a pretty good guy. Yeah. And I think we really, like, are seeing the separation of the sheep and the goat right now, or the wheat and the tear, like, because there are. There's people who think just they're completely okay, but then there's a remnant starting to rise that's having more of an urgency than ever, ever 
before than ever yeah. before. Yeah, and I think that we're starting to finally separate the the this. I mean, we're we're starting to define the distinction between godly and good. Yeah. And there's a difference between being godly and there's a difference between being good. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if you want to know, if you want to bring that into spiritual biblical context, there's really not much difference. Because Jesus said it himself, there's no not there's none good except me. Mm-hmm. But what we define as good, that's what I'm trying to say, is yeah. what we define as good and moral. And what we've done is we've created Christianity to be a moral religion, but morality in itself is not holiness. Mm-mm. Because there's a lot of moral people that's not holy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of moral people that's not saved. So if morat morality is the thing that saves us or keeps us saved, then there may be more people saved than I ever dreamed of being because there's a lot of people who not a follower of Christ that's a lot more moral than I am. Well, there's a lot of people who are moral in front of other people, but then behind closed doors, sure. they have things they're struggling with. Yep. But there's even people who are down to the T of like not doing anything outright that would be considered not moral, but their hearts. Jesus goes farther to say, if, if you think this, if you feel this in your heart towards somebody, then that's sinning. And I think that's where people aren't realizing <laughs> today. Like they just kind of ignore that part yep. about the heart. <laughs> and well, Romans five twelve is pushing farther. And this is the next one. Wherefore, as by one man's sin, death entered into the world. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. So again, wherefore, as one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed unto all men for the all have sinned. Mm-hmm. One time I took time. I took like two or three days and memorized all these. It was difficult because um, it's kind of a lot. It's not like really short yeah. <laughs> scriptures. I used to be able to quote them off the top of my head. I don't think I can do that right now. I need to. I have to have a refresh. But you have the Bible app, so why would you need? We 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 don't have the Bible app. We don't huh. have the Bible app. We have the Bible on the Box Two app. Yeah, now. we have Bible uh, on Box Two app. <laughs> all right, and so so we don't need our memory. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is. It's great to memorize. Um. So, but it is saying wherefore now. By one man's sin entered the world. So now if you can sit there and you can try to say this, well, I'm good. I'm never cussed, never stole, never done anything, so I'm good to go to heaven. Well, no, it pushes a little farther, Paul does, to say, by one man's sin. Who's that one man's sin? Adam. Sin has entered in the world, and because sin has entered in the world, death has entered in the world. For all have sinned. So he's again is stressing here. Not only is it inherited sin from Adam, we all have still sin. I'll show this for an example. Um, little kids. You've been around little kids, Hannah. You have enough brothers and sisters to fill up a whole oh, football yeah. team. Um, yeah. All right. So when a kid gets to be around two or three, what's every kid that's two or three does? Uh, run, like, starts. They lie. You ever <laughs> notice that? I'm just thinking of all the things they do. Every, yeah. every two yeah, or three-year-old lie. lies. Nobody taught them to lie. Yeah. Nobody taught them to lie. Why are they lying? Because we are living in a fallen sin, sinful nature. And I think, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, a, it's a, it's, it's a producing of it. It's, it's what we know, even from a young age, we know to rebel and sin. Mm-hmm. And nobody teaches us to. Nobody teaches you to lust. Nobody teaches you to lie. Nobody teaches you to look out for yourself and only your, these are things that happen naturally in the majority of now there may be ex- I think they they do start modeling after people at a certain point but when they're young enough to where they really can't understand 
or model from somebody else, they do start doing I can see what you're saying. Like, they do start doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. mean, now, there may have been people that influenced my decisions based upon my my desires. Mm-hmm. But those desires came naturally. Mm-hmm. Nobody forced that desire on me. Like, yeah. those des- those the desires were to here. S- to lie. Yeah. Everything was there. Like, nobody had to teach me that. They were mm-hmm. there because I lived in a fallen world. I yeah. lived in a fall. I had a fallen nature. Um, see, I think this is where we, we've kind of left this teaching in the church. And this is one of the most dangerous things that we could leave because Romans right here is telling us we have a, we have a sinful nature. Like, we've sinned. Mm-hmm. And now people like Erasmus, people like Pelagius, who were all deemed heretics, they had a different view on this. They say we're all inherently good, and we sin and we became bad. But that's not what the gospel says. It says we have all sinned, and we're actually born into sin. By one man's sin, sin entered into the world, and because of that sin entered the world, death entered the world. Mm-hmm. All, there's none worthy. Like, I think where we, we were, cre- we have to make the distinction. We were created to be holy. Or to be good, to have communion with the Lord. But because of the fall, because of the sin, then that's when... You were not born... We weren't born good. Yeah, because of the fall. Yeah, because of the fall. We We were were created created to be good. Yeah. But we were not born good because of the fall. And that's why we need Jesus. That's why It's diminishing what he did for us if we... Why would he need to come for people who are already good when they were born? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and now people may say, well, then are you telling me babies are this? No, we're not saying that. All right? We're not saying condemn your babies, but no. teach them. <laughs> well, Disciple them. We have to understand that even from a young age, we start to see the sinful nature appear. Yeah. Because we live in a cursed world. It's not saying they're horrible people. Like, what we're saying is that we are sinful by nature and mm-hmm. that we sin because we're sinful by nature. I do believe there are some, now, I, I don't know about, it wouldn't be baby age, but like young, like toddler growing up age, there can be an anointing and the Lord can choose to start working like in a, in a young well, child. Yeah, without a doubt. But it has to be the, the spirit drawing them. It, it, they don't just automatically start being perfect or be, or being good. It's the only way that they wouldn't be sinning and doing what all the other kids are doing at two, three, four five, whatever, is if the Spirit of God is drawing them. And, I mean, the Spirit of God can have an anointing on anybody or a calling on anybody and them not be perfect either. Yeah. Um, And so I think that, I think all those are important to state. And, I mean, I do believe that I don't, I might as well just make everybody upset. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I don't believe in an age of accountability. And the reason I don't is I don't want to put a flat age on it. Because I think some kids are aware of sin and they're following this at a young age mm-hmm. or a much younger age than other ones. Yeah. And so I've, I've had little kids around me that's experienced more trauma and moral, more stuff than I could ever imagine, and they're awakened to the sense of it more. Mm-hmm. And I think that that age of accountability shouldn't be a flat age. I have heard, I've heard people say like 12, 11, that's when they really know. Well, no, I think you could be four. I think you could be five. I think you'd be six and really get born again. And so that's why I don't want to put an age of accountability on there. But I do think that God's merciful and God's good. And so when we do lose a little child or we do lose a baby or something in that regard, just because they were born in a sinful nature, I think there's grace and mercy upon them. And I think his ways are much higher than my ways. And I never try to figure out what he does because David himself said, you know, I know I'm going to be with my child again in paradise. Well, that's that's a distinction. Like just like Mm -hmm. Jesus told the guy, on the cross. I know today I'm going to be with you and today you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. And so I think that God's good and I think God's 
rich in mercy and rich in wisdom, and he knows what he's doing. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just because we say that a little child is born into the sinful nature doesn't mean they're if they die at a young age, they're they're going to go to hell and not to heaven. I think God's really good. And I think he sees all things, knows all things, and knows how to interpret all things, and knows how to judge appropriately. Mm-hmm. And so I want to clarify that. And also I think there's some things in, there's some people that may never have the mental capacity to be born again. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. And I think that God's really good in those situations. And I think God's, justice and just is always right and his judgment is always righteous mm-hmm. and so i don't think we'll ever get to heaven being disappointed in how he judged and i think we'll see the fullness of his judgment and how just and how righteous it really is Does that makes sense yeah and so but we do have to establish that we are not good by nature Mm-mm. we are fallen by nature and we need a savior and and that's Amen. what the first three chap the thir- the first three verses of Romans we're trying to to establish is that we do need a savior. Yeah. And now the fourth the fourth one we'll get to after the break. Yeah. And so we're gonna take a break here. We'll be right back here after this song on Mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. Alrighty, we are back here on Mornings of Box Two Radio. What a day the Lord has made. What a day, what a day, what a glorious day it is to be alive in the kingdom of God. Well, we're in the middle of Romans Road right now. And we just got finished finished really talking about how we, hey, we need a Savior. We really do. The first verse, Romans 3.10. The second verse, Romans 3.23. And the third verse, Romans 5.12. Now we're at the fourth verse, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. So he's establishing here, hey, the wages that are due because of our sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he says, yes, you owe death because of your sin. But the gift of God, the one that Jesus is paying for, the one that Jesus is doing, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And isn't that good news? Isn't that really good news? That the eternal gift, that the eternal gift is life, and it's life evermore. It's eternal life. It's the gift that's free. A gift is free. If if I charge Hannah for a gift, that's not a gift. Yeah. It's a free gift. It's a free gift of salvation. Now, it's free to us, but it costs him everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily free. It was a very costly one. But to us, it is free. Yeah. All we have to do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. And we just receive the gift of God. And that gift is eternal life. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have a sin problem. But God's got the solution. And he's given the solution in a man named Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. Yeah. I think we have to remember, too. I, I think we've, as a church, obsessed over the eternal life part and forgotten that when we receive Jesus, we receive, like we, we get an eternal partner. <laughs> we get an eternal best friend. We get an eternal um, God, a, an eternal father who loves us. Uh, and it, it's so much more than the eternal life. I mean, the eternal life is eternal, so it's amazing. But um, we're going to be worshiping the one, the one who paid it all, the one who loves us. And that's that's our reward. Jesus is our reward, truly. Um, 
I just, I, I think that that's a big, it's all, right now in the church world, it's like, um, you get your ticket, um, a lot of, a lot of churches, a lot of people just, you know, get so caught up in, or is it, he- are you going to go to heaven? Or are you going to go to hell? And those things are important. We don't want people to, to experience hell. We want as many people to, to be with us in heaven as possible because of the love that we have for them. But the reason we have that love for people and we're, we can't just condemn people as Christians and hate them and say, well, go to, you know, we want you to go to hell is because of the love of Christ. Because if we didn't have that love of Christ, then we wouldn't have such compassion for people to want them to not experience hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just felt led to say that about um, there's so much more to this Christian life than getting a ticket to heaven because we, you know, we have to live this life before we get to eternal life. And the, and Jesus didn't just want it to want us to have a troublesome life and then get eternal life. He wanted, he, he did this for now. He did this so that we could experience heaven on earth right now. Yeah. Well, we, Greg Carwell and I, we become eternal when we're born again. We're instantly eternal. Like we may die physically, but we'll never, we'll never die spiritually Mm -hmm. again. And so we are made eternal at that point. Hallelujah. And I agree. It's heaven's going to be really good. And we should never not anticipate going and expect and uh, celebrate, but also we're have we're to have heaven in us. Like so, we're yeah. we're to bring the kingdom of God with us. Glory. And so, Amen. Um, next verse, the fifth verse, Romans five eight through nine. But God commandeth commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. But God commendeth his love toward us, Romans 5, 8 through 9, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. All righty. That's good stuff. I love that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I had a text message. I said all righty to it up top all right uh let's see what this one says me greg just sent in a text another one thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven that is right my friend so now we have here in romans 8 through 9 but god committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners so while we were yet sinners christ died for us so he died for us much more than now being justified by his blood. How are we justified? How are we made righteous? How are we made as just if I've never sinned? It's by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Romans 10, 9 through 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I love that. So now if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, if we believe with our heart that God had raised him from the death, what's the Bible say right there? We shall be saved. We Amen. shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And the last verse used is Romans ten thirteen, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So again, those seven Romans three ten. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5.12, wherefore, as by one man sin entered, I'm sorry, let me read it again. 
whereby as by one man sin enter into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men, for all that all have sinned. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8-9, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Romans 10.9-10, That if thou... That if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and should believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans ten thirteen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. saved. Amen. Love it. Um, great. I, I love all those verses, and I love the thought of the Roman road. It's, it's catchy. So if you want to write those down, if you ever witness to somebody, you can literally take them through the Romans road. So yeah. you can just say, hey, you want to go on a walk? And they say, where? You can say, on the Roman road. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, I think it's great. And, um, you know, actually, I was born again for a long time and even talking to people about the gospel, even preaching. And I never heard of the Roman road. And one day I heard of it. And I was like, I have to, what's that talking about? And I looked it up. I was like, hey, this is this is fancy. This is nice. Um, <laughs> it's handy. For it sure. is handy. And so um, it's good stuff. I really enjoy it. I love it. Um, I don't know who, like, I don't know who thought of it. I don't know who thought of it, but I, do you, did you ever watch The Way of the Master with Ray Kirk, Comfort? Kirk Cameron. And Ray, Kirk Cameron, Ray Comfort. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, like, endorsing that or anything. Like, I've watched it back, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I would do everything exactly how they did it. But, I mean, I like the idea of what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they used the Roman road. I think they do use the Roman road. Quite a bit. But, but I, I mean, I don't think they came up with it, but I don't know how far back yeah. it started. I, I just wish I was that creative. Like, <laughs> I mean, I might have, like, you could probably piece those scriptures together. Yeah. But to call it the Roman Road or something like that's to cr- come up with the name. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Like acronyms, like re- acronyms, creativity, <laughs> cleverness, elegance. <laughs> These are things that don't characterize Aaron. <laughs> All right, um, country, stumble over his words. Those are more characteristics of who I am. <laughs> and so, but, but no, you do have a good memory because you can soak up a lot of the words. And you don't have to have notes, so that's helpful when witnessing to people. I think that, honestly, I do love this. I think everybody learns different. And actually, I learn better hearing than reading. Hmm. Even though I like to read, Yeah, I think I I think I think retain it better when I hear when it. hear it. Audio Bible. Yeah. Yep. Now, audio Bibles, audio Bibles, I sometimes struggle with. I have to be careful which one I listen to. Um, I like the, the British lady on my ESV version. She catches my attention. <laughs> And, but <laughs> some of them are like, they put me to sleep. Um, there's one the I was reading. voice has to be yeah, exuberant enough. Like to... there was one the other day and it was like, for God so love the world. Very soft <laughs> and mellow. And I was like, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. You're, I'm going to have to. So I, I figured out then I could change it to the British lady. And then the British lady is like, cheerio, the God so loved the world that he gave us. I was like, that's my kind right there. I, I can get behind they her. To, they need to start having new people record. They need the Siri to record it. She's still yeah. alive. I'm, yeah. I mean, she's she's an actual girl. She, she actually sat in the room. I forgot how long she says she sat in the room. 
But she like it took her forever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna research that and see if there's anyone in the works of recording the audio Bible. No, there was one audio Bible. I think it was only New Testament though, and I think I have it somewhere on maybe I may have have it on my Amazon Audible Audible account, but it was called the Word of Promise New Testament, uh-huh. and it was like dramatized. Huh. That was kind of cool. It had like, music in it and stuff. It had everything in it. Like when Paul was writing the epistles to the Philippians or something, you hear birds in the background. Huh. You could hear his scribbling. <laughs> um, you could hear, like, when I was talking about, like, in prison or something, you could hear, like, chains in the background. That's like, cool. It's like, this is kind of neat. I mean, like, this is kind of like an adventure and odyssey kind of thing, which is on every day from 530, I think, what is it, 530 to 6. All right? <laughs> and so uh, here on the Box 2 Radio Network. Um, I don't know. I I love I love Adventures and Odyssey, so it's kind of like reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I love Unshackled too. I don't know why a lot of my wife's like, "What are we listening to?" I said, "Unshackled." How do you know what Unshackled is? But they're dramatized too. So, um, but it was like a dramatized reading of the scripture, and it was really like whenever Jesus is being like in the crucified, yeah. and like you can hear the nails, and wow, they're really they were really detailed with it, and they had a lot of I forgot who was the the leading voice in it and it was but it was a good voice it was a good rich deep radio voice I don't know if he has a voice for radio and a face <laughs> for it too or not but it was a good voice I feel like we need to um, talk more about resources like biblical resources and Christian resources because I feel like there's a lot of things out there that maybe just haven't got advertised that much or I guess that you just don't see it as much because I mean even on the news they don't share Sure. Christian news. <laughs> like it's you have to have a specific Christian news station to be able to hear Christian news because the you know, worldly ones don't want to exalt Christ at all. Um, usually. But mm-hmm. I do think that we need to talk more about resources for people because um there's just there's a lot of people who don't realize what resources are out there. I mean, even box two, there's a lot of people that are like Christian radio. I mean they, they might flip through their dial in their car and find a Christian radio, but they just don't know of all the resources that are out there. Right mm-hmm. now. There's a lot. If you just search on your phone, Christian resources or apps and audio Bibles and programs and um, Christian, different genres of Christian music. I mean, you can find all kinds. Of well, stuff. the first Bible app that every Christian should have is the Box 2 Radio app. Um, <laughs> you can find that by downloading Tidely Church app, then searching Box 2 Radio, changing the icon. You never have to do it again. All right. Um, but no, like there is a lot of great apps that I use personally for it. You know, you got the U version Bible app, which is it's great just because you can you have so many different translations that's pretty much at the fingertips. Um Do you have you ever taken notes on that thing? Mm-hmm. So used to. Ethan does. Like yep. he cannot he does not like writing on paper. He only wants to take notes on that app, but he does it and he, yep. he loves it. You can share your notes too. You can read other people's notes and all that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I do like to highlight though. I'm a highlighter. Yeah. In that app. <laughs> now, my the Bible app I use the most is my ESV Study Bible app. But if you buy an ESV Study Bible, you can get the ESV Study Bible app. Huh. And so, um, and I like that one a lot because I got all the notes. And so, um, when one listener said, I think Bible translations would be something great to discuss. Sometimes growing up, I was told only to. I was told the only translation that was right was King James. It wasn't until my adult years that I realized how wrong that statement was. And I think that I think there's a lot of good translations out there. And I think 
a lot of translations are misunderstood, and I think that we have a lot of misunderstanding on Bible translations. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Gail, Gail Ripplinger, um, she came out with a book a while ago. It's a little book, not much, but basically she wrote a book and postulated how the King James Version was the only translation that should ever be used, and all their translations are translated from a heretic of West Cotton Horton and their texts. Well, there couldn't be farther from the truth. Like, she was actually called out on a lot of her... I don't think she blatantly lied. I think she was misinformed. Deceived. And, and I think that her misinformation carried on. And a guy named James White, most people know him, debated her one time. She got absolutely destroyed in the debate with facts, statistics, not statistics, I'm sorry, facts, evidence, historical context, manuscript issues, everything. Like, he's very thorough. And he did it in a kind way. He wasn't mean about it, but he did destroy her, and she never... <laughs> As far as we can understand, she never did a public form again, ever, because she couldn't back up her book at that point. Well, I mean, in college, at Campbellsville, and I mean, every other Bible class that I've ever heard of, um, we I took a class called Art of Reading the Bible, and it breaks down like hermeneutics and exegesis and um you know all the all the things and then the different translations. And we had to do a project on like each translation. And we couldn't even use King James. Like, we weren't even allowed to use King James because we had to pick... They they gave us the five major translations, which are the most, like, accurate, co- contextually and historically accurate to the original mm-hmm. Greek, Greek and Hebrew. And King James actually didn't fall into those five. I'm not preaching against King James. I'm not oh, saying... No. I like, think I would disagree with the, <laughs> the professors. It, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty accurate Bible. I think the Texas well, Receptus is a good manuscript. Well, um, they're not saying it's not accurate. They're, they're saying that there's others that are more, like word for word. I think you're pro- now. A lot of people would argue the New American Standard Bible is the most accurate word for word translation. It's really hard to read because that it, was that was one of them. Yeah, because it is so word for word accurate. It, um, I'm just gonna th- throw out there what was in it. I mean, we can talk about this another time, but it was CSV. ESV, um, NRSV, NASB, and one more that I can't think of. I don't know why I can't think of it. I always miss one of them. Um, yeah, I, I think the I think the NASB is a very accurate trend. I think the ESV is good. Um, I don't know much about the Christian Standard Bible. I think I have one, but I haven't looked into it a lot. But I would, I mean, I would say the King James still definitely should be in that list of accuracy um, because I think that the Texas receptive was a good manuscript I think we're finding more things and I think we're finding older manuscripts without a doubt and I think we're we're learning more and I think God's preserving his word I am not a King James only person though so by no means and most people know that about me by this point um, I do love the translation and I read from the translation a lot because I understand a lot of a lot of people know it and so it's familiar for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my Bible of study, 95% of the time at ESV. So mm-hmm. that's what I usually use. That's my main verse. I do like NLT a lot um, too, and that they didn't include that one. In well, the, the NLT is NLT it's is a paraphrase. Thought for thought. I don't think, my personal opinion is, I don't think you should study from a paraphrase. I think you use it for devotional reading. I think you use mm-hmm. it for contextualization. But I don't think you study from it. I think if you study, you need to do it from a word for word just because you need that word for word. 
Um, yeah. And I love, I mean, th- if I'm reading through the Bible in a year, I use the NLT to do that. So what would you say about, so you think that you should use NLT for personal use, but not for teaching? I'm okay with reading it for teaching, but I think it has to be, a, I think it needs to be a complimenting one. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, I, and, and I don't think you cannot not do it. I think, and again, I think it comes down to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're preaching, that's one thing. If I'm going to dissect a text and teach it, which you probably you probably will never hear me do on a pulpit, like in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, like now, if we ever did like a work through the Bible, like where, and I probably wouldn't even do it on the air because it, you can get really nerdy. But if we're going to work through the scripture and say we're going to go over to the youth sanctuary once a week for once a week for fifty two weeks and going to dive into the Book of James, and we're going to really pound it. I don't think I could use the NLT for that because I need the word for word yeah. for the Greek context, the grammar, um, the participles, all that kind of stuff that's going to be involved in mm-hmm. dissecting the text and understand what James would actually be saying in James. I think you need a word for word. Yeah. But like if I I'm agree. if I'm just reading something and it's paraphrased and I just need a thought or I'm I'm reading the scripture, I think NLT is your best paraphrase version. Mm-hmm. Um, I make no apologies for this. And so I don't think you should read the Passion Translation. I think the Passion Translation is, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've never read it, but I've, I've heard, I've been warned against that one and the message. Um, I'm not like, I'm not going to give a blatant warning on the message. I think it's decent. I just don't think it's up to NLT mm-hmm. for paraphrase. Um, my thoughts on the NSB, NASB, I think the NASB is good. I think it's accurate. Like I said earlier, it's arguably one of the most accurate Bibles out there. But it's it's read it's 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 translated at such an accuracy that it becomes hard to read it sometimes. Oh yeah. And so because it, um, I mean they're it's they're trying to be as word for word as they possibly can. Yeah. But I have no problem with the ESB, NASB. Actually, for a long time I taught from the NASB. Um, that was my until I got the ESV. I think the, I think the NASB was one of my main Bibles I used. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm okay with any of those. Um, the Passion Translation, um, the Miracle Bible, some of these, um, the Mirror Bible, I think it's coming out too. I think that's written, for, I think the Mirror Bible is from a universalist, and I think you have to be really careful on that. I, mm-hmm. I, need, to, I need to double check because I don't want to give false information. I think it is really good, though, to check different translations like i just love using the U version to see like word for word how the words change in the different translations yeah now actually the U version just took the passion translation off which i'm very thankful for oh really i think hmm. no so let me make sure let me make sure it, it i think they did yes i think they had someone on one time no hold on no it's still on there they did it it was bible gateway bible gateway, gateway. Bible. Yeah, yeah, they took it off because they said it's not a translation. And that's pretty much what a lot of they can you can't even say it's you can't even say the passion translation is a paraphrase. I wonder if does Bible Hub have it, you think? I'm not for sure. I haven't we'll looked on Bible on. Hub Hub, but um yeah, they just said this the translators, scholars are getting together and said they this can't even be a translation mm-hmm. because literally it's even if I don't disagree with what it's saying. That's not the intent of a Bible. Like mm-hmm. a Bible translation is not to get my point across in the text. Mm-hmm. And then because what's happened there is basically 
Brian Simmons has used words and added stuff to the text that is basically making him a translation that he can preach from to prove what he wants to say. Wow, that's there's dangerous. just there's just that's nothing dangerous. else you can say, and I have no odds against Brian. I mean, I don't know Brian, so I'm not trying to come against him personally. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I did a lot of research into this. I've done a lot. I've read some into it. I've heard a lot of people teach on this. I've heard a lot of scholars teach on. A lot of translators teach on this. There's a lot more I could tell you about this translation, but I'm not trying to attack him. Yeah. So that's why I'm not. I'm just saying I think the biggest thing is there's sometimes in that like some parts of it there's like 150 percent more words than they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so a paraphrase don't even do that because a paraphrase and for people saying, what's a paraphrase, there's word for word translation and there's thought for thought. And that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So we can go much more in depth with this one day. I would love to. Um, but I would love to sit down with the Bible and not to try to prove them right and me wrong. I'm just trying to, I would like to see their, their, um, reasons or evidence for the King James not being in their top five because that would be I'll be honest with you I mean, the King James is not like from the ESV is my Bible mm-hmm. but I still I think the King James is pretty I well we, we can go back <laughs> more into it because I think we're I'm actually I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little stunned because actually I never even when I went to Bible school now when I went to not at last I didn't I didn't stay but the NRSV was the one we had to use Mm-hmm. For all of our Bible stuff, mm-hmm. but the King James was always quite a bit up there too. That was always like one of the we were allowed to mm-hmm. per se. NASB King James, which ESV wasn't big back then either. I'm mm-hmm. old, um, so that was I went to college before the ESV really took root. Yeah, or, I think it was. It is because it it's been used for so long. It's like an older. They probably used to teach with them. Yeah. But. All right, well, I guess we're out of time. <laughs> um, we'll be back this Monday, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.